from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, number one best-selling author, host of the Rachel Cruz Show, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour on the Ramsey Networks, and my daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225, and we're going to talk about you right in front of you. Dwight starts off this hour in Seattle. Hi, Dwight. How are you? Well, I'm doing okay. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I'm going through divorce right now. Um, I've got no money saved. My bank accounts are actually negative. I'm about 40000 in debt, and I'm just trying to figure out where to start. I've only recently started listening to your podcast. Mm, I'm sorry. How long were you married? Uh, five years. Mm. What's your income? So right now I work at the post office. Um, I make, and I also have a side job at Applebee's. I do once a week on my day off from the post office. So I make roughly five to 6000 a month right now. Mm-hmm. Why do you have no money? Everything was basically going into my past living situation. And then we were kind of arguing for a while and I kind of came to head and they kicked me out. And so I went and had to sign a lease, which ate up most of my last paycheck. Mm. Okay. Dwight, is the divorce, is it final? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. No. Um, how old are you? 24. Okay. I'll be 25 on Thanksgiving Day. Wow. Mm. Okay. Um, the, 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 we've done, I've done, and Ramsey has done crisis financial counseling, Dwight, for almost 40 years. And one of the things I've learned to do when I'm in these kinds of situations or when I'm helping somebody like you that's in a situation like this is we need to uh, boil this down to um, the next right three or four things and not worry about the big stuff off in the distance right now because right now you've got some very immediate things that you need to address and I really don't care about your retirement investing right now you follow me it's not a big deal we'll get to we'll get to that later but and uh, but right now we need stuff like a positive bank balance uh, and no more, no more hot checks going out the door. No, no more overdraft fees going out the door. Right now, we need to make sure the lights and the water are on in the apartment, and the apartment's paid. And um, you, it sounds like you got that started. But, um, but so we're taking care of food, lights and water, shelter, transportation. How much is your car payment? So I actually don't have a car right now. You don't have a car. Okay. How are you getting around? Uh, where I'm living has a public bus system that is free of charge. Okay. All right. And um, so you're, you and your soon-to-be ex had one car. So technically I have a car, but it's in Texas, which doesn't help me. Okay. Um, so she's in Texas? It, no, she's here with it. It was... A very sudden transition up here uh, due to the given situation. And so we I just kind of flew up here. Uh, okay. Where, where, why is your car, your car? You were living in Texas before? 
Correct. Okay, so you just jetted out, literally. Okay. Correct. And uh, the car is parked where? At your family or with her? My family, on my grandmother's property. On your grandmother's property. You have a relative that can bring you your car? It's honestly not worth bringing up here. Um, It is. It's more than walking. It would cost more than it's worth in gas to bring up here. So the car is not worth $400. So the problem is it only gets eight miles per gallon. It would cost roughly $2,000 in fuel to drive it up here. And do you think that's what it's worth? I wouldn't even say it's worth that. Okay. So do you have a relative that will take the car for you and sell it today? I can. The biggest issue is trying to find a buyer. No, it's not. They can sell it today. It's a $2,000 car. Just go to the local junkyard, go to the tote the note lot and sell it today. You need money. You are broke. You have a car sitting there. Okay. So what's happened is, is there's a, so much freaking drama in your life that your brain's not even functioning. You're, you're, you're got a lot of fog because these are very clear things you should do immediately. You should sell this car immediately. You need to take the money and find you a $2,000 car and buy one at a garage sale in Seattle so that you're not walking. And then immediately you need to get two more extra jobs. And then immediately we're going to start stacking up some cash and put some buffer around you you are not on the edge you are falling off the cliff we've got to get you back up on top the lease you signed dwight for living is it is it reasonable for what you're making right now so it's 850 a month and it includes utilities and internet okay that's great yeah you can handle that on 5000 yeah okay and your Uh, job is in seattle that makes 5000 so i actually i don't actually live in seattle i live uh, out on one of the islands about two, two and a half hours from Seattle. It's just the closest place to me. Okay. So the, but, but my point is you, you're making $5,000 working for the post office there. Yeah. Okay. Not in Texas. Hello? Uh, yeah, correct. Not in Texas. Okay. All right. So what you've got to do is break this down, hon, and a little bitty baby steps. About three or four right things to do right now. Turn the car into cash right now. Get some more jobs right now. Delivering anything. Cutting dogs' hair. Walking dogs. Piling up dogs' hair. I don't care what you do. Cut grass. Uh, blow leaves. Get you a leaf blower. Rich people are afraid of leaves. Get you, you know, put up Christmas trees. I don't care. <laughs> but right now, you're going to start going make some money because right now, the reason you you're traumatized and talking to you, your your verbal pattern says trauma, and so you're having trouble even staying with me when we're talking through these things. So you have, and and that's all due to you having falling off the edge of the cliff and you're terrorized by your financial situation and i don't blame you for that uh but the way to fix it is to immediately start stacking cash from any source that you can that's legal and moral immediately spending nothing but piling it up piling it up piling it up and let's take care of food shelter clothing transportation and utilities yeah and any expenses dwight you can cut that we just you get in the habit of just having whether it's subscriptions memberships like 
restaurant, like whatever the thing is, like whatever you can cut, finding that margin is going to start to give you peace. Even yeah. if it's 30 bucks here or there at this point, that's huge. So nope. like yeah, go no. through and cut things. Exactly. Too. No car payment, $850 rent that includes utilities. Dude, you're making 5,000 plus a thousand with Applebee's on the weekend. That's $6,000. That's a $5,000 spread if you don't blow that on the weekends doing stupid butt stuff. So you've got to tack this together and start stacking some cash. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Well, we have had a bunch of new wonderful things come out this fall. Dr. John Deloney, about a month ago, we launched his uh, second book. It comes out at number one, his second number one bestseller, uh, Building a Non-Anxious Life. Uh, yesterday, we launched George Camel's new book, Breaking Free from Broke. And pre-sale, the book will actually come out in January, on January 16th. But um, a bazillion of you bought the book yesterday. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Uh, the pre-sales help us a bunch. It helps Georgia a bunch, helps the marketing and everything. And uh, this coming Tuesday, Rachel, the mother of three of my grandchildren, has uh, done a new children's book, her first children's book. I'm glad for what I have. And uh, it is a book about contentment, obviously. Contentment. Yep. And it is a uh, the illustrations are world-class because the illustrator that we brought in is yeah, world-class. Lauren's amazing, yep. Lauren. Lauren Gallegos. Gallegos, okay. Yep. I, didn't know, I knew I was going to mess up the name, but yeah. Um, but the book is um, comes out Tuesday, and we've already sold thousands and thousands of them in pre-sale. Just some of you have heard about it on Rachel's Instagram and so forth. But the, uh, you know, the quality of these illustrations and the quality of the message for the little ones is i can't get it open it's stiff it's brand new yeah, brand new is uh absolutely incredible and so uh just to read to the uh the bedtime story age yep uh and so we've got a bunch of those in the ramsey clan right now so papa dave and mimi will be reading this uh reading rachel's own book to uh her own kids and her cousins yes they're their cousins i guess i know i know if you're a parent I got two of them tonight i got charles tonight yes and, Eli tonight. and then i just got a text from mom y'all are gonna have all of them i think tomorrow oh night. how so, wonderful all seven <laughs> thanks yay <laughs> uh but yeah if you're a parent of of kids i'm like it's just such a it's such a weird time to be a parent especially when you're like through the lens of money and you're trying to teach them about money because everything's on your phone you're Buying things on Amazon, things just show up at the door. Uh, you know, I mean, even cards, even debit cards, like aren't being used as much. It's all just Apple Pay. I mean, like it's just it is wild how transactions and seeing money not being even exchanged, right? But you're paying for stuff and your kids don't see it, and so it's like magic. 
things oh, yeah, just appear. Oh, yeah, my kids think that, like... If you're Am- five years old, stuff just appears. Oh, my three-year-old was like, "Let's, we should just Amazon it, Mom. And I was like, oh, oh no. gosh. Yep, oh, that's oh, like a thing you. now. So... I wanted them to fully embrace this idea. And it's something we talk about all the time is that like, it's okay to have stuff. Like we can have toys and you can want things, but that excitement that you have with that new toy, it fades so quickly. And so if that is what you're depending your joy and your happiness on, it fades. It it has to come from somewhere bigger. And so teaching them that, yeah, your stuff is not going to fulfill you the way you think it does. And so as a parent, um, it's a it's a shorter book, so you're welcome, parents. And it rhymes. It's it's just a sweet lesson in contentment. So I'm, I'm glad for, for what, what I, I have. That's right. So presale is you can now. buy it now so at Ramsey Solutions, and we'll ship them Tuesday. That's what it amounts to. Yes. So uh, they'll start they'll start being on the shelves officially on Tuesday, and you'll find them wherever great kids books are sold, and certainly RamseySolutions.com. In other news, on the other side of the spectrum, mint is shutting down the uh, best the largest budgeting app our every dollar is the best budgeting app by far <laughs> it's uh but there's about you know there's about four or five people in this space uh of budgeting apps that are uh, of size we're certainly one of them with every dollar mint has been the big dog for a while uh into it uh owns it uh they bought a few years ago credit karma and they've been using Mint as a feeder to Credit Karma. They were using using a free budgeting tool with Mint, and they just wear you out inside of Mint to get you to take on debt products and to worry about your credit score with Credit Karma. And they're always peddling you credit cards and everything else. And apparently they uh, gave up on the budgeting thing. So Mint is shutting down. Mint, the budgeting app owned by Intuit, is shutting down. Intuit announced on Tuesday that Mint will get absorbed into Intuit's other service, Credit Karma, when it officially goes away on January the 1st. It's not clear whether Credit Karma will get the budgeting features that Mint is known for. Actually, it is clear because on a support page on Credit Karma's website, Intuit says the new experience in Credit Karma does not offer the ability to set monthly and category budgets. There we go. So it's go. not their credit karma has got an experience, but it's not a budgeting experience. So, uh, we invite all of you that were on mint, uh, to come check out every dollar. It's free to check it out. And if you want the bank connectivity, there's a small fee to do that, uh, for the, uh, further enhanced experience with every dollar. Every dollar is by far the most robust, elegant, um, budgeting app out there. It was, it's a lot better than mint was to say the least, but um, Mint is 100% free. Uh, Intuit also owns some of the connectivity software that uh, connects to banks. And uh, so we actually used to, when every dollar first started, we used to rent their connectivity for our connectivity. And we moved off of their uh, platform, thank goodness, because now we'd be screwed like you people that are in Mint. You got all your budgeting stuff in Mint now. So uh, you can come on over to every dollar. We welcome you. And uh, my goodness. We're excited to uh, it's welcome. It's kind of a big deal in the budget in our world. Some people may be like, oh, okay. But I'm like, Well, they, but paid, they paid $170 million for this. They went into it, bought it a few years ago, yeah. as a, a, purely as a lead magnet. It, right. It's there just to draw customers into their debt products like Credit Card and into mm-hmm. the credit cards. And so Intuit bought, paid almost $200 million for it. And then, um, gosh, I, I don't know how many years ago that was. It's probably 10 or so years ago. But um 
They should have called me. I would have bought it from them. But oh well, not for one hundred seventy million. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't have paid them that. Wouldn't have paid them that far. But before you shut it down, and get nothing. I'd give you something, you know. And uh, so, but anyway, y'all can come over. We'd we don't love need to it have though. It. We got every dollar. Well, I, we don't need it, but I'd love to help all those people. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the thing. So yeah, any of you that are there, spread the word. Uh, that every dollar still is the. It's the only one of the top budgeting apps that does have a free feature that you can just jump into it for free. So uh, uh, I recommend the premium. It's much better because when you connect to your bank, the transactions show up automatically and you just drop them into your budget. It's much better. It's worth a few dollars to do that. But uh, we have to pay for that service, so you have to pay us for that service. That's how that works. So, But um, it, it, it's such a um, – especially for those of you listening that are kind of newer to all of this – I'm telling you, getting in the rhythm of budgeting, it gives you that level of control because money can feel so out of control if you don't have a plan, if you don't know what's going on. And it just feels like this like mystery when things are just in your head. I think they are magnified, the fear, the disillusion, all of it. And so having facts down and seeing your numbers and just knowing, knowing what the month is, knowing what you're planning to do in food for groceries and restaurants and, you know, kids you know, Christmas presents coming up. We have a we have a Christmas line item in our budget for this month because we're gonna start buying Christmas gifts. I'm like, there's just something about having that control. And you guys, I mean, I and I do literally open up every dollar every single day. And I'm a free spirit spender. So like I'm probably the least likely to be the one that like loves budgeting. But every dollar's just been in this rhythm for me and you track transactions. And even you know if, what's going on. I'm like, it's just it is the it's the it's the first thing to get started. Like if even you are if you're new in this, a freak out zone. It yes. takes a lot of the freak out away. I almost wanted to tell Elliot that where I'm like, you'll know where your money's going if you if do every dollar, like do a budget. Yeah. And it just gives you this sense of control. And it does make you say no at times. Mm-hmm. And we all hate that. Well, we don't it, want it. It makes you, but it, you know live. that you should na- say no. Yes. It doesn't say no. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, you are saying no to you because you want to say yes to you later. And, and that's a, you're making that. a decision on purpose instead of by chaos. Mm-hmm. Here's the weird thing. The opposite of good times or the thing that is more stressful than bad times is not knowing. Yes. Not knowing where you are is much more anxiety inducing than knowing where you are and knowing in detail that it's bad. And that you can get out of it, right? Even, then but you even, can if, it, the even plan. if it's bad, knowing is less stressful yeah. than, oh, I have no idea. Because the drama gets all twisted up in your head and you do a little mm-hmm. drama queen dance between your ears and blow everything out of proportion. <laughs> And so, but when you write it down, when you put it down, you go, okay, I got enough for food. I got enough for lights and water. I, I can pay the car payment. I can pay the rent and the, t- the mortgage. Oh, so I'm only stressed about these three things, not instead of 38 things. Yeah, isn't that interesting? This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. K 
Kara is with us in Newark, New Jersey. Hi, Kara. How are you? Hi, Dave and Rachel. I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just a little bit nervous. That's okay. Oh, We've never lost a patient. What you got? You're good, Kara. <laughs> so actually, it's kind of funny. Um, I tried to get in last week to call, but um, I just couldn't get through. And I just want to really express gratitude to the screener for letting me be on today. Um, it's the timing is very funny um, because basically uh, eight years ago, my boyfriend and I moved in together and I um, ended up accidentally getting pregnant and we basically just reacted to life. <laughs> we, you know, just everything that came up and we, you know, re- reaction, 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 finance, finance. Uh, here we sit today and I'm, I'm very blessed. We have, you know, um, two very healthy, beautiful little girls and a home. But we also have $100,000 of various debt and a mortgage. And coincidentally, we had been planning this for a little bit, but we're actually going to town hall tonight to get our marriage certificate and to move forward as a legally married couple. Oh, um, congratulations. Well, congrats. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, we... we we never like not planned on getting married. It just, you know, when you're, you've got, you know, two kids, 18 months apart, it's, you know, like John, you just didn't plan on anything. And we, you know, I have to say we ended up okay. Like I said, we're healthy. We have a beautiful home, this and that, but like, we're ready to do, you know, we've done things our way for so long and we're ready to do things the right way. I'm happy for you. Congratulations. How can we help you? So I guess my question was, I'm a newer-ish listener, um, and I just, I understand the practical of, okay, yeah, you go to the bank, you, you, you know, you have a joint bank account, but I would just love to hear your thoughts on combining finances for the first time as, you know, as a couple. I know there's probably a lot of people out there who are like me, yeah. um, yeah. who've, you know, been shacking up as, you know, you were saying, but, uh. You know, what is your advice on taking that step and combining finances and moving forward? Yeah, that way. Well, I think it's a great question because, yeah, combining the finances happens when you are legally married. So just like what you're doing is exactly right. Um, Just from so many different stances. Um, So I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, the logistics of it, you know, of getting a joint bank account, you guys combining that, uh, budgeting together, you know, all of that is is pretty, you know, in a sense, self-explanatory. But I think the bigger underlying picture of all of that is knowing that you are on the same team with the value system around money. And so I think what happens with a lot of couples is one feels like being that they're being controlled by one spouse. One spouse goes and spends whatever they want. Um, one wants to go on vacation while one wants to upgrade the car. You know, so there's just all these different things pooling at a couple. And so as much as you guys can be on the same page with just your values and sitting down and saying, hey, you know, it could be something as simple as like, what are the five things that we believe about money? What are the five principles we want to live by? What are the things that we want to see as our family that we want? Goals, values, like all of those kind of conversations. And, you know, and it can look like, hey, we don't want to have debt. We, you know, maybe a goal is we're going to get out of debt. And a value is that we're not going to use debt in our family. Maybe it's that for these girls, you know, we have a goal to maybe help pay for their college when they're 18. And that's a goal we're going to shoot for. You may want to model generosity before them. We want to be givers. Yes. We want to, and what our does family that look wants like? to be generous. We want yeah. to be a generous family. 
Yeah, so combining it, you know, I think the value system, combining those together uh, is really important. And then also to know Kara, you know, and I know you know this because you've been with him for eight years, but, you know, people are opposites too. So like forever and ever, amen, my husband will always love having four Excel sheets looking at all different parts of our money all the time. And I don't want to look at those, you know, even though I'm the one that teaches about money every day. I'm like, I don't want to, but that will always be him. And that will always be me. And that's okay. He's the nerd. She's the free spirit. Yeah, we're going to have different interests in our involvement to the detail of it. But overall, as our family, we see ourselves as one and we're moving in the same direction from a value standpoint. And then the tactical side does play in that I think is important that you guys, yeah, you you see yourselves as one income, that it's not just his income, your income, that together we are yeah. this family. We are one in that. And you change, you change your pronouns. Change the pronouns. Sit down and do a budget we, together. We have a hundred thousand dollars debt. We yeah. have a household income of X. We are doing this. Not his truck, my truck. Now we still call it his car, my car at my house because it's the one that Sharon drives. But we understand that we own those cars. And um, I've actually owned a car that she has not has never driven. I've owned it three years until the other night, and she finally drove the little sports car home. Oh, funny. And I was scared to death. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but she, she She's drove it. She's a better it, driver so than you. I couldn't breathe. No, but, I yeah, it's still our car, right? And so, yeah, you got to change your pronouns, and you're going to put the whole thing, our income, into this account. We're going to take care of our bills, address our fears, address our dreams, and make sure they're aligned with our values. What this forces you all to do is to reconcile the differences in the way you were brought up, the differences in the way you view the world. One's a nerd, one's a free spirit. One's a man, one's a woman. They see things differently. Uh, the differences in these things are have to be reconciled. It forces you to do that. So it forces you to deepen your relationship when you combine your accounts. So it's an excellent question given the uh, momentous occasion that is today for you. Thank you. I'm uh, yeah, I am. I'm resonating with all of that. I am definitely the the nerd. I guess you know. I'm. Yeah, yeah I, you made I, this I phone call. For, <laughs> yeah, you well, called the Ramsey Show on the day you're getting married, <laughs> and you want to know about money. You're definitely the nerd. Free Spirit would have yeah. never called today. I love it. That's awesome. So great. And Kara, I, I'm the nerd. I would have done that. I'm planning out everything Kara, all the time. We're going to give you a wedding gift, ah, and there we're we going to give you Financial Peace University and Every Dollar Premium together because you guys sit down and go through these nine lessons together uh join a class they're doing classes now by season of life so you guys can do the newlyweds a bunch of newlyweds in there uh, but do that go through this because this that will give you guys the, a common language too especially when you do something together like that where you're watching these videos you're going through these exercises do that together because that's a great foundation and then every dollar premium that's just it's yeah. amazing how old are your babies Seven and five. Okay. We're also going to send you Rachel's oh, yeah. brand new book. I'm glad for what I have for the five-year-old. Okay. Thank you so much. Now, you're the first. Really that's the first one of those we've ever given I'm away. I'm so glad. Yes. What a great wedding gift. Very cool. Thank you. All Thanks. right. You hang on. Uh, we'll have Austin pick up. And since he was so nice to you before, now he's even going to be nicer <laughs> and give you a bunch of free stuff. So. Um, Congrats, Kara. Yeah. And I just appreciate you even asking that question. And especially given your situation, you guys have been together for eight years. You could have legally had the document and kept living as you did, but you're feeling this shift of what marriage does mm -hmm. of, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, there's this level of unity that I want and I want something different. And you guys, you said you had like 
$100,000 in debt and a mortgage and all of this, right? So you're kind of at this cusp of like, okay, this is a new season. It's a new it's a new life for you guys. This is one of those mile marker points yeah. that you can put in your story and say, okay, this it. No, in November, we got married. We started changing the way we're handling money. And that's going to trickle into other parts of your life yeah. too, Kara, which I'm excited about for it's you guys. Increase communication. One of the few things you can find a, a total agreement on, when surveyed, ladies that are married they ask what would you like more and they said 97 percent of the ladies surveyed 97 that's all of them so you know what they want more communication to which the guy said <laughs> right and so um yeah but more communication you want to, let me give you a great communication tool where you actually communicate feelings and you actually communicate things that matter and passions and dreams it's called a budget it forces you to communicate about every detail of your freaking life. And so Schedules, it's a it's a communication stuff, tool. school stuff. I mean, oh yeah, it's it all, all in there. comes out there. Where are we going for Thanksgiving? Which parents house? It's in the budget. It <laughs> makes you makes you decide. This is the Ramsey show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, and my co-host today, Brett, is in Providence, Rhode Island. Hi, Brett. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Hi. How can we help? Um, so, I we are moving, um, and we're selling the house, and we're making a profit on it. And um, recently, I have been seeing your show on like uh, little clips. And I've been changing my mindset of maybe, you know, having leased vehicles isn't the best and smartest uh, decision I've ever made. And uh, also, though, there's we have a plan to use a good portion of the money uh, from selling the house to use that as a down payment uh, after a year of us renting because we don't know the area. We're moving mm-hmm. down to Orlando. Cool. So we're trying to get a, you know, it didn't feel right sight unseen just to purchase a house type okay. name. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we'll rent there, Smart. get a feel for the area, you know, know where, where we want to be school wise. That sounds wise. Kids. Um, so how so, much is, how much are you going to get out of the house? What's going to be the cash in your hand? I'm guessing anywhere between 50 and 60,000. Okay. And what's it take to pay off your cars? Um, to pay off, we want to be able to pay off both of them. If, uh, so I have, you, you, you owe more than $60,000 on your cars. Uh, well, they're leases. So I know, but they have, they have a payoff, they have an early buyout provision. If you call and ask for the early buyout, have you done that yet? Uh, yeah. So I know the early buyout for my truck is 49 and, uh, the other vehicle is probably around, I would guess around like 40 or so wow you're deep in some cars dude yeah <laughs> uh well, what know, is the uh I, what's I your household income very, but, um i do 180 a year okay all right well a good rule of thumb if you want to build wealth is to not have more than half your annual income tied up in things with motors and wheels you are right on that bubble okay yeah. Um, you're not over it, but you got a lot of car debt. Um, and you ain't got much home equity, which is kind of weird with that income. How long have you been making that kind of money? Um, I've been making, I, I made 
160 last year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a little bit of bump. Um, I've only been making this money since like about, I would say, 2021. Okay. Um, right, just a few years. That makes sense bought, then. Okay. And yeah, how old are I mean, you? We bought this house. I'm 35. Okay. Yeah, I bought this house with a VA loan, mm-hmm. so we did no money down. Yeah, yeah. Down I can tell. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I uh, uh, purchased the house, and in two years, somehow we're selling it um, for a profit, which is just craziness. But yeah. Brett, I love I love vehicles. I'm a car nut. Um, mathematically, uh, as a financial person, I hate them because they're the largest thing that we all buy that goes down in value, and they go down in value rapidly. And so you've got a lot of money tied up in um, things that go down in value. Uh, And and so here's what I would do if I woke up in your shoes. Um, I would sell some of these vehicles, if not one of them, if not both of them, and move down in vehicle to have less money tied up in things going the wrong way so that I can put more money into something that's going up in value, which is the purchase of your home. Uh, So I, I would pay off one and sell one and get you an inexpensive car to drive and pile up cash during this year for your down payment uh if i if i were in your shoes uh if do you have you, any money saved brett um no um because obviously with moving and expenses um our savings has been burned burned right. paying for you know transportation of one of the vehicles because yeah. we're driving but we can't drive both vehicles and you know, paying for a pod to transport. Uh, yeah, but all of that, stuff. but still you're making almost yeah. $200,000 a year and you had no money. You just had 10, 15,000 bucks to make the move was all and you burned it. So you've got yeah. to get some money back in your hands because you put it all into vehicles. And so, uh, I want you to make 175, $200,000 a year and have some money, uh, not be broke. And, and that's what I, if I were, if that's what I would like for you, you know, I love you. I want you to win. And that's what I want for you. So if I were in your shoes, as much as I love a nice truck and I've got a, I've got a Ford Raptor that is an absolute beast. It's amazing vehicle. I love cars. Um, and, and so, but, but I'm not going to love them so much that they eat me alive and they, yours are eating you up, man. Yeah. Cause it's the, 90 grand and yeah, you got $90,000 tied up and your house had nothing down and you barely had enough cash to move. And this is, and you make a lot of money. So I want you to make a lot of money and have some and, and not be feeding these beasts. So, um, I'm probably selling the expensive one, paying off the inexpensive one, getting a, a, a very inexpensive cash car down in Orlando. And, and so in Orlando, so you don't have to even transport them. Yeah. Probably too late. They're probably already moved, but the uh but either way and just be be free of all this it's because if you're sitting there with no car payments and you're renting you can stack some serious cash for your yep. down payment now yep and um and then and don't just be draw a line in the sand it says i pay cash for things from now on yeah and don't be afraid to rent for two years if you guys have to to because yeah. you felt the pain of putting nothing down yeah. and not having a lot of equity so even if you guys kind of slow pace it into that move that's okay too but if you got no payments in the world and you make 200 stack 100 I mean, live. Yeah. On, I mean, oh darn! I have to live on a hundred thousand in Orlando. I don't know if I can do that or not. Of course you can. People do it every day. So I mean, yeah, stack a hundred in a year, you know, uh, and, and that's a pretty strong downstroke for a house. Mm-hmm. That'll put you in a good place. Or wait two years and stack two hundred. 
Yeah. That'd be pretty neat. This is the kind of thing you can do when you're not giving it all to the car company in the form of a fleece. So Brett, you'd already come to these conclusions, but I probably took you, uh, about four notches along the radical steps, uh, the, you know, took you a little bit more radical than you wanted to go when you called in, be careful what you wish for when you call the show <laughs> boys and girls. But, um, that's what I would do, man. Uh, just, just cause here's the thing for a long time. I drove cars. I really hated cause they were crappy and they were hoopties and I drove like no one else so that later I can drive anything I freaking want to. You live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. And so you, you pay a price to win. You yep. sacrifice to get yourself in a position because making that kind of money, dude, in five or six years, you could be a millionaire if you watch what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So talk through, because we, we always say, and it's been proven that leasing is the most expensive way to finance a vehicle. So talk through the lease aspect of it, just from like the, the, the number standpoint right. of basically renting before you have to buy it out when you finance a vehicle the federal truth and lending laws the regulations require them to hand you a sheet that shows you what your apr is the interest rate they're ripping you off with okay when you lease a vehicle you don't own it so you're not technically borrowing money under the law so they do not have to disclose the interest that they are charging you but there is an interest calculation because you can take the actual cost of the car versus the stream of payments called your lease payments versus the pr the price at the closed end lease at the back end. These are three or four financial variables. I can put them in my financial calculator and back into what your interest rate is. It's called the capitalization rate because it's not technically interest. But as we've done that in this industry now, we found that the typical car lease in America is being capitalized at 14.2%. So you're borrowing money at subprime rates when you lease a car. But people people that lease cars, and I'm not picking on Brett because he's come to the conclusion that this doesn't work. But, to, you know, to answer mm -hmm. your question yeah, further, yeah. this is not no, aimed at it. Brett. This is just talking about the subject, right? Brett, thank you for calling. We appreciate you. When you lease a car, you're not asking what the interest rate is. You're the people that ask how much down and how much a month. What's the least amount per month and the least amount down, and I can drive this car? Rich people ask how much. Poor people and broke people ask how much down and how much a month. And that's what drives you into the lease. The lease is the most expensive thing on the car lot. That's why the car companies push them so hard, because they make more money on those than they do on the stinking car. That's it. It's math. This is The Ramsey Show.